All right, so I had just started my South America portion of my trip in uh, Buenos Aires. And it, on these travels, there's always these transition periods. You go from one region to another, and it takes you a little time to kind of get into the swing of things in a new place. And that's essentially what happened in Buenos Aires. Buen, you know, Buenos Aires in Argentina for me was, was kind of a transition. It was cool checking out uh, Buenos Aires, but it, it didn't really blow me away. Uh, and, and so now I was entering sort of this um, uh, part of the trip where things kind of started to pick up and get exciting again. But as I read my journal entries and I was just looking at pictures, um, kind of bringing me back to that point in time, I was I was pretty tired, actually. Um, I was kind of starting to drag. <laughs> um, just the cumulative effect, I guess, of travel. But anyway, okay, so journal entry, September 14th, 2004. I just spent 28 hours on a bus. That is some kind of personal record, and I don't ever want to break. Uh, bad idea. I'm in a tiny town on the border of Chile slash Peru called Arica, A-R-I-C-A. I leave tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. for La Paz. I should have just flown from Buenos Aires to La Paz. This has been a waste of time, but I did want to see the Andes around Aconcagua and Santiago, and now I have. I went into Santiago for a few hours yesterday, that is all you need, and walked around. A pretty small downtown, a few high-rises, but nothing notable. Cam Warsham way overdid it on his description, and that's why I wanted to see it. Well, been there, done that. The Andes rising behind were very impressive, sort of like the San Gabriels behind Los Angeles, just two to three times higher. Nothing notable on the ride, except for the dickhead's knees pushing into my back behind me. We did pass this sketchy part towards the end, rose way high on the mountain, and precipitous drops on the right. There were even a few cars below confirming that it does happen. Big, barren, sandy, brown ridges. Mostly very barren today. Feel that South America has not really started yet. I'll be happy to start trekking near La Paz. September 15th. Pretty cool drive today. From sea level, we went right up to the Altiplano. Lots of green tufts of grass and tons of herds of these llama-like creatures, but slighter and longer necks, also more close-cropped fur. Also saw lots of llamas and alpacas. The Altiplano was very pretty. We saw several beautiful snow-covered volcanoes that rise right out of the dry Altiplano. Uh, at the border crossing, which always takes forever in South America, there was a bird-filled lake that reflected the volcano, even had many pink flamingos. The women here wear these small, round, felt-covered hats, two sizes too small. They are hilarious, must be European, would, like, would love to know the story. La Paz is a trip. This huge um, cavity in the earth surrounded by a huge glacier-covered range and all these cinder block houses. It's quite a sight. Iliami stands right behind the city and is impressive. Huani 
Potasi is there as well. Iliimani has four peaks and huge 6,000 meters. These are Himalayan big mountains. La Paz is almost 4,000 meters. It's 12,000 feet. At the border, it must have been 14,000 feet. From sea level to 14,000 feet in four hours. I could really feel it. I thought this one poor lady on the bus might keel over at the border control. Looks like a cool city, but some dangerous scams, apparently. Talked to an American guy who just climbed Huwani Patasi, said I should do it. Hmm. September 16th through the 17th. Walked around La Paz on the uphill cobblestone streets. You have these, quote, old school, all, all the women with those small hats and big dresses and the, quote, new school, people in modern dress and school kids in uniform, all mix in about 50-50. Pretty poor here. Saw a march or a protest. The story on the hats is funny. Supposedly, not sure I believe it, a guy imported a ton of those round fat hats, bowler hats, along with other European styles and could not sell them. He convinced the ladies that it was all the rage in Europe. Talk about a salesman. Almost every woman has one. Walking the streets was cool. I like the 1500s cathedral right outside my hotel. I also went crazy on a shopping spree and bought all these alpaca clothes. Four scarves, two sweaters, and two jackets. It only cost about a hundred US dollars. Today was a highlight. I mountain biked down the quote world's most dangerous road, end quote. I went with a tour group. We started high in Cordelia Real and descended all the way to this tiny town, Coro Coro, sixty-four kilometers. The range of scenery is really something, starting in high alpine and ending in jungle. The road is dangerous because it is very narrow and drops precipitously, and you ride on the left, the edge, and you have to watch out for big trucks, no room. They have done this for three years now, and six people have died, three guides. 100 motorists die a year, but they are mostly reckless. It shouldn't be that dangerous blind corners. They have human stoplights. These guys stand by a corner and hold up a green or red flag. One guy started it a few years back because he went off the road after a car at a blind corner rode him off. We saw him today. He gets tips and makes a living at it now. And there were a bunch of copycats, which is great. Our guide also showed us spots where um, bikes and cars went over the edge. Apart from the scenery, I enjoyed learning how to go downhill and corner. I was one of the slower ones, but learned and sped up and really enjoyed it. Loved getting the exercise, too. Staying in this tiny town with a few of the others at an awesome place, Esmeralda's. I'm riding from my balcony overlooking the road and the huge jungle covered Bolivian foothills, mountains really, on a Nepal foothills scale. Happy hour beckons. September 18th through September 21st. Chilling at Esmeralda was great. Met some cool people, hung out by the pool, drank and bullshitted. The views were awesome. You could see the high, huge snowy peaks of the Cordillera Real in the far distance and the jungled uh, Yunagas in the foreground. 
The drive up the road wasn't too bad, but a little scary in places was on one of the local minivans. That night, four of us had a great time and dinner. A lot of laughing, shared some wine. John and Cheryl from England and Lisa from Wales. Yesterday and today, I have been on my three-day trek in the Cordelia Real. Yesterday was about three hours. Today, seven. Last night, camped at a lake um, below a beautiful glacier-covered peak. The Cordelia... Cordelia... Cordelia something or another, Condor. We uh, ate, we are at about 14,500. Man, it was cold last night. Had to sleep on my hands to keep my butt warm. Had an unsettling discovery. It appears I snore now. I've never snored in my life, but I caught myself doing it a few times. Maybe it is just the altitude, I hope. The little pleasures of growing old. I'm losing my hair. It's also turning gray. Now this. What's next? Ear hair? Great trek today over a few passes back to the dried brown grass foothills and a long walk to the base of Huwani Potasi. Sweet campsite in a valley near a river looking right at the big bastard. It's just under 20,000 feet. We must be at 14,000 feet now, even though it's flat. Probably topped 15,500 today. Cool wildlife. At last night camp, lots of birds, moles, and these weird-looking cross between a rabbit, ground squirrel, and monkey tail. Today passed a ton of llama and alpaca. You pass right next to them. None have spit yet. They are grazing nearby now. My guide slash cook, Donato, is cool, and a lady walks the donkeys. September 22nd, finished off the trek today. Forgot to mention there was a nice, there was nice bird life. A big white duck that traveled in pairs, lots of marsh-type birds, saw some sparrows while taking care of business, and it was really cool. They checked me out, but they don't make a sound in flight. Saw a condor from far away today. Would love to see closer, but it was way big. Went over a few more passes. I'm sure topped at topped out at 15,500 feet. I felt really strong. Might have been those coca leaves I put in my coffee. Also did that at night and felt it. In the morning, put the coca leaves in my coffee in the morning, but I seriously bonked three hours after we started big time. If I did not get food... I wouldn't have moved. I was seeing stars. Just after lunch, it dumped snow. Thankfully, we only had another hour left. Great trek. Liked the dry foothills with these clumps of dry grass. The whole trek also had a lot of these mossy clumps, kind of like coral or moss, stood out against the dry, and we walked on them. Slept better last night. Not quite as cold. Did get quite cold a few times on the trek. Now in La Paz, trying to figure out transport and plans up to Juarez, Peru to trek the Cordelia Blanca. Don't know my deal. Not fired up on the trekking or even the rest of the trip. I think I am seriously burnt on travel. Even with the two breaks at home, the whole trip is having a cumulative effect. On their on the trek, I just kept thinking about getting home and starting the job search. I think that 
is part of it. I like to be going a certain direction and getting on with the job is on my mind. Also, it's tough doing things like this trek on my own. Would be nice to be with someone. But Jules and Dallas will join me, and although I'm looking forward to it, I'm just burnt. I've got one and a half months left. Oh well, enough bitching. Everyone back home would punch me if they could hear this. It was cool to see the Cordelia Real. They are impressive, but narrow. The front is dry grassland, the huge peaks, then they drop quickly into the Yungus, which I saw on the mountain biking. I still can't get over the women who... The woman who handled the donkeys. She wore a dress in all the weather and slippers slash shoes without socks. Noticed a few things on the ride back to town. La Paz is right next to the mountains, like Reno and Mount Rose, but takes one and a half hours to drive because the road is so bad and half an hour to descend the walls of the city. That drive is incredibly interesting. As you swirl your way down... You see all the women in the dress with the hats, shirt, and bright shawl carrying stuff in it like babies. All the stray dogs could be stray dog capital of the world. And at the top section, all the car repair shops, crazy and specialized like just rear taillights. I guess that is a sign of a third world country reissuing cars and they need for the need for all the repair work. Staggering, really. And I started to realize this place is extremely poor. Then the lower streets are filled with women sitting on the side of the road selling all kinds of fruit, food, and then housewares. All on these narrow streets. One woman sat with about 2,000 oranges. I can't see how she was going to sell them all. Weird how the tall buildings sit right at the bottom, like at the bottom of a pit. All the homes spread up the sides of the canyons, all the same red cinder block. It is really quite an interesting sight. Would be cool to walk around the market streets more. You know, so not much to add. Um, I think I was pretty descriptive on those uh, journal entries. Um, <laughs> I I was bitching about getting old, you know, and saying, what's next, ear hair? Well, uh, uh, I have to say, 47-year-old uh, Craig to 34-year-old Craig, uh, guess what? I've got ear hair. <laughs> um, I laugh at, about that because I saw in Alaska when I was a little kid in Skagway, Alaska, we, we did this tour with this old-timer, and uh, I was just amazed at all the ear hair coming out of his ears. <laughs> it was really... Uh, Really caught my attention as like a 10-year-old. Anyway, and I wondered, oh my God, will I ever have your hair? Well, I've got it. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, so I kind of got into the traveling, you know. I was I was burnt, but I was really, it was, you know, the trekking was was really something. Um, the altitude affected me, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, it just affected me. Um yeah, not much else to add. I guess I was planning on doing trekking in the Cordelia Blanca, which is in the north part of Peru. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that mountain um, into the void where these guys climb um, this really cool mountain. That was the range. And um, yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at my next entry here. I did not end up doing it. Um, you, you know, you just get kind of tired of doing stuff on your own, I guess, I guess is... Um, 
kind of the bottom line and um, you get tired of the hardship. And so I guess I changed plans and did something a little different. But that's also the joys of travel too is you just, you know, you don't feel like doing something, you do something else. But I really did like La Paz. It was gorgeous to me. It was this in this um, canyon and you go down, you know, it takes a while to get down um, into the bottom of it and you just see all the, the homes and the different, um, you know, the economy as it went it changed as you went down the side of the mountain, which is kind of interesting. And at the very, very top in the flatlands above, there was um, the the town extended. So you had like the poor sections, um, but they were on the top and the flats. And then you go down into the regular town. And um, but you had these old cobblestone streets and um, this old church from the 1500s, Spanish style church. And the mountain range with the white and the glacier covered was absolutely gorgeous. You know, it was right behind um, the city. And that's what impressed me. And, you know, all the women with those uh, hoop skirts, you know, they kind of extend out from their bodies. And they had those bowler hats and and their bright colored shawls and everything, you know, and they're very native. Everybody in, in Bolivia was not a mix of Spanish. They were still very, very native is one thing you noticed. Um, uh, so that's all I'll say for this entry.